Saudi Cup and welcome to another episode here for the Funk It Pod. Episode 1 in the new Thai year, the new Thai new year, no, in the new Thai year. So this podcast comes to you from Bangkok, Thailand, as you might know if you've watched slash listened to a few previous episodes. And here in Thailand right now, it's the Thai New Year celebrations. Well, not that many celebrations. I'm not drunk. Not that many celebrations uh, due to COVID. Usually, the Thai New Year is like a, a three-day festival. Um, usually, you get the whole week off, though. And it's like a week of just craziness. Um, at least yeah, three full days of Songkran. That's the name of the Thai New Year, Songkran Festival. It's like it's all about splashing water. So that, com that comes from the old traditions, like... Um, in the new year, the, the children would return to the parents' homes and then would pay respects to the parents by pouring a little bit of water over the hands of the parents, kind of like cleaning, cleaning the hands. It's just a show of respect, right? This then is somehow developed into getting water guns and shooting water at each other in like the, the touristy areas uh, of the country. Um, not Actually, not only the touristy areas, in like all areas of the country. Um, splashing water, driving around with pickup trucks, having lots of water on the back and just splashing everybody and also like having them putting baby powder in the faces also like with some traditional background. Uh, but that's all not allowed, at least not officially. The biggest tourist road in Bangkok, as some of you might know, is the Kaosan Road. Uh, Kaosan Road usually sees like huge water fights, hasn't for the past two years and also this year, the water fights are not allowed. They tried, the police came, confiscated the water guns, made people like throw up or pour out the water. They had like you know, those huge buckets ready. Um, but now they just party without the water. <laughs> so there's no regulations in regards to how many people can go to Kaosan Road or like if you can party or not, because people just walk walk through it. It's a very short road. It's, it's not that long. And there are like lots of bar, like one bar next to the other. And now there's just music blasting out of the bars and people just are on the streets with alcohol partying. What you're gonna do, right? In other parts of the country, I read and I've seen some videos that the police isn't enforcing um, that prohibition on water fights as much, so uh, people are just partying and so on. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Then let's wait for Monday and see like what the official numbers, the official COVID numbers, will be on Monday or uh, the week moving forward. It's outdoors, so let's hope it's not that bad, but it's really in close proximity, proximity of course, most most of the, those events. So I, I don't want to get too much into the COVID topic. Well, actually, now it's too late. I mentioned already, so I'm going to get flagged on YouTube and on Spotify for COVID already. So whatever, let's dive into it. Um, so the COVID cases in Thailand are spiking just like in many other places around the world right now. I th um, We also saw like a record number of daily deaths, more than 100, I believe, for a few days, like each day. Um, but and now that's a that's a hard but to 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 make because like I just talked about the the death, but it somehow doesn't really feel that real anymore. I'm not sure how it is in other countries, uh, but if you go out here, yes, everybody's wearing masks. It's also a good thing because uh, the air in Bangkok has been just terrible those past few days. Like yesterday and today is better, but before it was ridiculous. Um, if you looked at like the air visual uh, AQI or whatever it's called. Uh, I was always in the red, like Bangkok, Bangkok and Chiang Mai, another city in, in Thailand, were like in the top 10 of the worst polluted cities in the world for a few days. So that's why I was wearing a mask uh, when I went when I outside too. 
Um, yeah, so but back to the to the COVID issue, right? It it doesn't feel like people are that scared of it anymore, and I'm I'm not judging about it because I feel the same. To be to be quite honest, I'm I still try to be reasonable i guess um so i'm not a party person anyway so i don't go to like indoor parties or whatnot um, and i'm not sharing like different bottles of beer with people because i don't drink but um no virtual signaling here by the way but um just saying like so I'm, I'm not sharing stuff and i don't drink from the same cup as a thousand other people uh but other than that i mean i do i do go to the gym i train i do i, I do my thai boxing muay thai training which is of course very close contact through sparring um so yeah it, it doesn't f feel that I don't know. I don't want to actually don't want to say it doesn't feel that bad anymore, even though the numbers would suggest otherwise. But then again, of course, you know, like the, the new variant, not not as bad or as deathly as the last one, even so now we see more deadly deaths. <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Like the mental, the, the human psyche, psyche, right? is also a, a weird thing because we, we've now been living for, with, with it for three years now. So it's like, okay, it's, it's enough. We, we're used to it now, right? Um, I think starting June, if I'm not mistaken, but please do check that. Check that. I didn't prepare this for now. It just popped to my mind. I think starting June, uh, COVID is not a pandemic anymore in Thailand. It will be de declared an endemic, uh, which then will make travel uh, to and from Thailand probably also easier again, um, which I really can't wait for because then finally my family can come here again uh, rather easily. And I, I can go back too, of course, and return to Thailand easier. So, that should be something to look forward to. But of course, let's hope it's all in like a reasonable setting. Um, yes. Right now, they're also discussing whether or not they should give monetary incentives to older people who haven't been vaccinated yet here in Thailand. Uh, because it's mostly older people who are now in the hospitals, apparently, and who are dying. So um, that's been discussed in the media. So let's see. Let's see what we will get out of this. Okay, that was the Thailand part. <laughs> so Songkran, um, so happy, happy new year in Pasa Thai, in Thai language, it's Savadi uh, Pimai, Savadi, um, it's like your greeting formula, it's like Savadi Krap, means hi, hi, hello, hello, how's it going, things like this. Um, yeah, and then Pimai is just a new year. Um, P, year, my, new, so Savadi Pimai is happy new year, basically, in Thai language. So that's what you would say um, for the past two days and today are the day of recording. So it's like the three days of Songkran uh, here in Thailand. So now also the, the date will change to the year 2560 something. <laughs> That's the Thai year that we're in right now. Um, nevertheless, of course, you, you can always use the year 2022 um, because everything is, is it anglicized? Everything is romanicized, whatever we call it. So that's also no problem, of course. Okay. So that's been the Thailand part of, of, of the episode that I actually planned for way later down the road, but now we talked about it already. Um, so let's move on from the Thailand part. From looking at my notes, that all that I have about Thailand. Yes, I, well, one thing, so one thing, two things. <laughs> so during Songkran, the Songkran, the New Year break, it's usually like a week of like three official holidays, but usually you get a week off like from your work, people traveling back home and so on and there. Then the seven deadly days of Songkran, that's when people always die on the roads because in Thailand, just drinking and driving is unfortunately totally normal. I mean, it's not allowed, but it's 
just happens all the time. And so during song crime and everybody parties and drinks and then thinks they can still drive, that's when most people die. Like lots and lots, like thousands, I'm not exaggerating, of people die during song crime every day. Like thousands of people every day on the roads uh, during song crime. So um, I hope everybody's safe. Uh, don't drink and drive. <laughs> you know, all those things. And I don't want to sound like a boomer, but... I mean, it's been ridiculous. Ever since I moved to Thailand, those seven deadly days of Songkran have been a thing, and it, it never changes. Like, every year is the same. It's just ridiculous. Seriously. People grow up. Yeah. Um, there was a one thing. The second thing, now I forgot because I got so mad about the seven deadly days of Songkran. So, um, yeah, never mind. If, if it pops back into my head, let me look at my notes over here. Um, no, that, that that's... Well, that's then it, I guess, what I want to talk about Thailand. Fair enough. So let's move on from Thailand because it's not only a Thailand podcast here, obviously. It's also, it's the best podcast in the world, obviously. Um, and there's way, 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 way more things that we want to talk about. For example, and if you follow the podcast, you know that I'm a big wrestling fan. Or I used to be a big wrestling fan. And I, I found, I found a love. <laughs> hey, Ed Sheeran. Um, I found the love for wrestling again. Um, like, so I was a fan when I was a kid, right? And I found my love again, like 10, 11 years ago. So when, when CM Punk was a big deal in, in WWE, cause he made it just feel more real. And then as of late, and I stopped watching again. And so now then AW kind of like reignited that fire again. Now Tony Khan is becoming a bit, a bit too cheesy, a bit, a bit too much WWE style, to be honest. Um, so I haven't watched I haven't watched Dynamite or um, Rampage in like two weeks now I think. I do follow it still on social media, so I try to keep keep up with like who is doing what and so on. Um, WWE two of course, but whew, it's it's a bit rough. And of course I did watch WrestleMania thirty eight, and which I found awesome um, at parts. Even though it was two days, quite a lot, but it was kind of cool, um, like a few parts of it at least. Um, my highlights, unfortunately, Logan Paul and The Miss was pretty awesome. Like, Logan Paul was really good. Um, and Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee was just amazing. Like, first, how he, how he actually had a match with Austin Theory. Also, props to Austin Theory for selling like crazy, of course. Like, mad props to Austin Theory. Uh, for putting Pat McAfee over, but Pat McAfee busted out some moves. My lord, that that sunset flip from the turnbuckle, and then that 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 jump onto the top of the burn, burn turnbuckle, still got me excited. Uh, it's crazy. So Pat McAfee, if I would have more hair, I would take my head off right now. So Pat McAfee, and then pinned by Vince McMahon, of course, assaulted and then stunned by Stone Cold. Stone Cold, like, respect. Pat McAfee living everybody's dream there. So that was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, other than that, I mean, the matches were all, all decent. The Roman Reigns thing, I mean, of course, Roman Reigns wins, right? Uh, take a sip every time Roman Reigns wins. For the audio, audio listeners, I just took a sip of water, obviously. <laughs> um... But like I, I didn't see many good stories coming out of it. I had this in the WrestleMania recap already that we had. I didn't I didn't see many great stories getting coming out of there. Like what's what's next? So we're gonna see Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee again at some point probably. Um, 
we're going to see the missiles Logan Paul at some point, probably. But do we have to wait a, another year for that now? Or will Logan Paul like be a superstar now? Or what's going to happen there? Mm. Then Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, that's it. Will we see Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes in WWE, by the way. Doing great so far. Just I'm just not really into it. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, why is he such a big star now? And they didn't treat him like this before. Because the matches are, are still the same. Mm. Will, will Cody Rhodes challenge Roman Reigns? It doesn't feel right somehow. Um, so, yeah. I, lots of questions there and, and no really intriguing stuff. Now, Cody Rhodes is going to rematch Seth Rollins. Like, why? Just because he's such a good sportsman. <laughs> then on the AW side. <laughs> yeah, so William Regal is there. The, what's it called? The uh, Combat Sports Club something with William Regal. John Moxley. Um, Brian Danielson and now also Vila Utah. That Vila Utah story was kind of decent. So he's kind of like fighting his way into it and getting like accepted by William Regal. That was kind of kind of fun. To, to follow. Um, I'm still waiting for a decent debut of the Danhausen, of course. Um, it's a bit boring Hausen right now that Danhausen is not uh, wrestling Hausen, but I think he's still injured, if I'm not mistaken. So let, let's hope that Danhausen will be healthy Hausen rather soon, and then we can see him wrestling Hausen in AEW Hausen. Um, after, other than that, also, like, I just lost a little bit of steam. And maybe that's also just, just me, because right now, coming back to living in Thailand, it's just ridiculously hot every day. So you're just tired all the time. Um, maybe that's also part of it. But it lost a bit of steam because it, it feels a little bit, and I don't even want to say it, it feels a little bit more like WWE by now. Ah, also with the debut last, last, last night, last, last night, uh, it's a bit like WWE style, and I don't want that. Get back to AEW style. Thank you, Tony. And Tony Khan announced another big announcement for um, tonight. Um, Rampage, I believe, or did he announce for Dynamite? He announces so many big announcements. It's too many big announcements now, Tony Khan. It's, it's, it's too much. But uh, Tony Khan, I love you, and if you want to sponsor this podcast, please do. Also, if you want to take over a franchise in Thailand, I can totally like point into the right direction and you just have to make me CEO of the franchise and, and then we're even, no problem. All right, so that, that's my, my quick take on wrestling. I'll try to get more into it again because I really I really like the, as you know, if you follow this podcast, I like the storytelling, obviously. I'm a big fan of storytelling, if it makes sense. So I will uh, try to analyze the stories a bit more again, probably starting still with AW and then trying to follow a few stories that are intriguing in WWE. If I find any, if you find intriguing stories in WWE, please do let me know. Okay. Also, by the way, what was that? Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler? Uh, it didn't, uh, didn't make much sense. Uh, and anyways, uh, let, let's, let's move on. I'm getting just mad right now. I mean, Triple H retiring, of course Triple H is retired. What? What? Can I get a hell yeah? What? Ah, the Undertaker saying he could maybe do one more match. What? <sighs> For the audio listeners, I, I, I just rested my head on a microphone because think about those things. Yeah. But hey, 
maybe Tommaso Jumper will make his main Rosa debut so soon. Ooh, that would be something cool. Okay, so looking at my notes right now, I did the WWE talk, the WrestleMania 38 talk, AW a little bit. I talked about Thailand already. Oh yeah, that's the one thing that I meant. I forgot about Thailand. <laughs> How are we gonna cut this in the highlights? Uh, back to the. <laughs> the worst thing to visit in Thailand are expat forums on Facebook. <laughs> I, I left all of them like years ago and now I'm, I'm selling a few furniture pieces because I'm about to move out here. Just don't want to take all of it uh, with me. So I, I posted them to like those like secondhand Bangkok and sell your stuff. Bang, and I, so I posted a few things there just to make moving easier. And oh my lord, like and it's always expats. It's always foreigners commenting on the, on, on the posts. The, and like just just insulting you just trying to make fun of you trying to be video what i don't know what what, what it is like it's like I'm, I'm for example i'm selling like a plant a really expensive plant that we bought here it, it's been with us for like now two years or so it looks really cool don't ask me what the name is because um, i'm not the plant person but and we, we bought like a really ex it's it's quite big and it needed like a really big pot so we bought like a pretty expensive pot for it like don't, don't ask me how i how I was con convinced into buying like an expensive pot for a plant. Um, so the pot and it's it's in Thai baht, so whatever. But you still can see the number. So the pot alone co cost like two thousand baht, for example. So the, the plant cost like also two two and a half thousand baht or something when we bought it. Exactly crazy. Um, so now I'm selling the whole package. I ask for like three thousand baht, for example, um, or two thousand five hundred, whatever it is. So that's all. That's actually the price of the pot almost, right? And I'll just lots of experts like, ha ha, you mean, do you mean 300 baht? Ha, huh? you don't even know what you're selling. Like, if you don't like it, why do you have to text me about it? Why do you have to like comment about it? And the, those are just the, the PG examples. They're like way more insulting examples on a post about a plant. And this is just, this is just very common. So it's not just because it's like my post, it, I just feel it again because now I posted in it because usually I'm not in those groups, but now just looking in the groups because I'm posting there, I'm seeing that like all the time on every post, no matter what anyone is asking, selling, looking for, whatever, it's always like things like this. Like if you're not happy, does it make you more happy if you try to be mean or insult others or be mean to others? Get a life, people. People in those expat forums, yeah. get a life. What's wrong with you? So annoying, ridiculous, hate it. Ah, okay. So that that was the last thing I wanted to add in regards to Thailand, because maybe it's. Let me know if it's in other countries the same. Maybe it's just people being a holes. But like those expat forums are the worst. It's ah, those all those unhappy expats. Like then go. Go back, go somewhere else, leave us alone. Ridiculous. Ah, let me take a sip of water. All right, so enough anger. Wash the anger down with some, with some uh, H2O. No liquid death, by the way, because they don't sponsor this podcast. Uh, let's move on. L looking at notes again. Oh yeah, I want to talk about a few things in the media, of course, because um, usually I do like some media breakdowns here, right? Um, so let's just make this part of the show. Um, two things that stood out this week. One, I have to give some props to John Oliver again. Doesn't happen that often these these days. But the last episode of uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, 
talked about an important topic, which I do appreciate. They talked about data brokers. And we all know that we get tracked. And I'm not, not going to regurgitate, is that the right word? Uh, what John Oliver said, just go to last week tonight on YouTube, watch the 20 minutes John Oliver video. That was really good about data brokers. Also, what they did in the end with the data, what they actually actively did was pretty smart, pretty good. Um, but it, it very well explains that it's not just the tracking. It's not just the, the personalized ads that you see like here and there. It's like what else they can do with the data they have about you and like how they can profile you. So and how easy it is to, to get access to the data and what that could mean for you. So, yeah, watch it. It's, it's really it's easy to understand. I think you have to think along, but you it's they, they make it kind of easy to understand the data broker um, issue, if I want to call it like that. And yeah, it just highlights very well that it's not just, I don't have anything to hide. They can have my data. No, are you sure? It's not really about hiding things. It's about what they know about you. They could know that you're pregnant, even though your parents, for example, don't know yet. You didn't tell them or, or, or that you have like some health condition based on what you're searching for online. You haven't told anyone, for example, but they know that already. Uh, so it's, it's really crazy things. And you just show that those 20 minutes explains quite well and hopefully raise enough awareness or not enough, but hopefully raise some awareness um, by an audience that usually doesn't think that much about it. I always try to talk about this with my students. I have like a, uh, I have like some classes on data-driven marketing, for example, but then in data-driven marketing, I, of course, well, from a marketing point of view, you're like, hey, that's awesome. Let's lose, use all the data. But also then I try to highlight the ethical point of view, um, the things that, you could do, but you maybe shouldn't. Um, so I do like what John Oliver did here quite a lot. And I haven't been watching his show in, in, in quite a while, but this episode now I watched because the topic is interesting. And they did a very good job on highlighting the issue of data brokers and how easy it is to, to just get all the data that you want. So um, please do check that out. It's only 20 minutes and it's worth a watch, especially I watch it until the end because the last three minutes on Add a little bit of a twist to it where you go like, oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. If you more want to hear more about this topic and you want to learn more about this topic, yeah, Google. But there's also an account on Twitter at M-I-K-K-O, Miko, uh, who's like a data research slash security expert uh, who I've been, I've been following him. Been following him following him oh my god uh for years now and it's very in informative no, he doesn't even know me so it's, i'm not getting anything from recommending him um but yeah so that, that's just very very helpful in this regard as well so i i suggest you to check this out and the second big thing in the media bubble <laughs> that's actually not, not only in the media bubble the second big thing this week that happened this week is of course elon musk right elon musk First, buying 9.2% of Twitter, then thinking about being on the ball of Twitter, then not being able to get on the ball of Twitter, and now trying to overtake Twitter by just buying it, offering $42 billion, something 50-something dollars per share. And then he's, well, he wants to take it private, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So Elon just trying to buy Twitter, and he says, says it's because of Free speech. He doesn't like what Twitter does with like in regards to free speech as of late. So um, he wants to save free speech. That's what he's saying. So, uh, pardon me. So he's saying if he buys Twitter, then everybody 
if he's in charge, then everybody can just say what they want, basically, because free speech, right? Mm. Question is now, and that, that divides, of course, now, yeah, Twitter, the Twitter sphere, society. Is it a good thing? A, do you believe him? So, I'm I'm not sure where I'm sitting on this. So, first of all, is Twitter is Twitter perfect right now? Definitely not. It is censoring some things. They don't censor other things. And it's clear to see what they censor, what they don't censor. Will it be better if Elon Musk runs Twitter? Will A, are we sure that everybody will be allowed on it? B, should everybody be allowed on it? If someone says something terrible and then they just hire or just have lots of bots liking it, for example, doesn't this give them then more exposure, even though they shouldn't have this exposure? Hmm. Questions. But that's well, that's always the question with free speech, social media. It's also the, the same question you have like with a town square, right? Someone stands on a box and just shouts out just on Twitter. More people can could see, uh, see it and react to it. Now, for me, personally, I'm just not sure if Elon Musk really is that that savior, our shining white knight, because I don't think he is. <laughs> um, if he is, awesome. I'm happy to be wrong. I just don't think anyone with that much power is. There's always a power play behind any decision that people in, in such a position make, I believe. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in a year or two from now, Elon Musk just goes all super villain. <laughs> um, nevertheless, it's very interesting. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. What's what's with the shareholders of Twitter? Um, if if it's not going to be allowed, like, will people riot? Will people be mad at it? What's? But then you hear that lots of Twitter Twitter um, employees they don't want to work for Elon Musk. Based, again, I guess, on his political views, being affiliated with Joe Rogan and, and whatnot. So this is a very, very interesting situation that we're in right now here. Also, that someone that's not from a media space directly could have such a huge stake in the media. Hmm. I don't know where I'm sitting here. So you're seeing, you're seeing me, if, you, if you're watching, if, if you're just listening, you... Listen to me trying to make up my mind right now, and I have I, on my notes I only have like Elon Twitter because uh, I don't I don't really know what to think about it to be honest. Is Twitter again? Is Twitter perfect right now? Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not perfect. Uh, way too biased when it comes to censorship. I think we can all agree on that. But then should it be completely open for everybody? That's another question. Should everybody be allowed to say whatever they want? Hmm. Do you have just the same rules apply for everybody? That probably would be the best thing to do, right? But then what are those rules? Who enforces those rules? And why does Elon have so much time to think about Twitter and why isn't he not focused on all the other 7,000 companies that he has? Um, and why am I still not verified? Oh, best, best comment about this I saw on Twitter was by Ben Askren, former um, UFC fighter, former one championship champion, Bellator champion. And he said, "Will when Elon Musk buys Twitter, 
will add Lex Friedman finally get verified because Lex Friedman and Elon Musk are like a bit closer it seems they did some podcast together and Lex Friedman is still not verified on Twitter so me neither by the way Twitter me neither like who do I need to bribe do I need to buy a Tesla to get verified what's happening will you get a will you get a blue badge when you buy a Tesla that's also those things, right? What, what, what's he gonna do with the Twitter data that, that they get? Will they then just cross examine with the Tesla data and the SpaceX and the Starlink and Neuralink and whatever they, the boring company knows, like whatever they know. <laughs> and it's just all meshed together. And so maybe they are building the first actual Skynet. Maybe Elon Musk actually is building Skynet right now. Hmm. Who's gonna save us from Elon Musk? Huh. And is Lex Friedman already a robot? This, those are all questions that, should, that we need to find answers for. Oh my God. Uh, Lex Friedman. I also, I, I really would want to talk to this guy. Lex Friedman, if you want to come on like a super small podcast out of, out of Bangkok, um, that would be amazing. And my, my actual job is I, I am a university professor, Lex Friedman, so if this helps somewhat. I don't look like one right now. I understand maybe I should also do a podcast in like all suit and stuff like this and find a more professional setting. But I just like this because you cannot see it. And if you're just listening, you obviously can see it. But my cat's just always sleeping right next to me when I sit when I sit here. Um, so that's just why I always sit like this. Um, because Spooky is just sleeping right next to me and that keeps me calm. Anyways, Lex Friedman, come on my podcast. Um, <laughs> do I have anything else that's in the media? Oh yeah, two more things. I mentioned a lot. Um, Flagrant 2, best podcast in the world right now. Not, not just content-wise. I, I disagree with lots, of con with lots of things they're saying. Actually, no. Not with lots of things, but some things that are, that they're saying. Like Flagrant 2 podcast, uh, Andrew Schultz, Akash Singh, and then like the other guys in the studio. I'd say 80% I'm laughing with them. 70% I agree on, on the things they're saying. 100% uh, I appreciate the work they're putting in and how they're making things work and the clips that they're, that they're, that they're editing out and that they're publishing to, to hype the shows and, and so on. So, um, yeah, but right now I think the best podcast in the game, um, best entertainment in the game, I think there wasn't a single show in a long, long, long that I can remember where I haven't laughed and where I haven't been able to appreciate the setups, uh, the editing, then afterwards, uh, so the, 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 the clips that come out of it, um, or like the dedication to costumes <laughs> and things like this. Uh, so yeah, Flakeron 2. Also, to just to tie in with like one of the f f upcoming topics I have, of course, um, Flagrant Two now also like with the with some cool guests. Um, the first podcast or the first show that made Alex Volkanovsky, the current uh, UFC featherweight champion, look kind of cool. Because usually he's he's not, so there was uh, respect. I'm on this in a second. Um, so yeah, big props to I mean as if they know as if the biggest comedy podcast on the world would need that, but big props to flagrant flagrant too not only for the comedy but for also the dedication to the setup slash then the editing and the consistency uh so that's that's really inspirational i believe so that's really really well done uh, i like that and there's there's an, another clip every 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 day from flagrant two until they have a new show and then still another for out of this show then another clip every day until then the new show comes so that's 
That's very, very well done, very structured, um, coherent. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. I do miss the flip your phone, turn your phone sideways for a second, though. Andrew Schultz, I know you're listening to this um, fantastically big podcast, huge podcast out of Bangkok. Um, where, where's, the, where's, this, where's the turn your phone real quick thing? Mm, that was kind of fun, but now, of course, others are doing it, so you're not doing it anymore. Gotta find something new, huh? S throw your phone out of the window real quick. Let, let me let me show you something. Throw your phone out of the window real quick. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm drinking water. That's it. Uh, so that's that's from one more thing in the media. If you follow this podcast, which five of you are, <laughs> um, you you might remember remember that if, over a few times I mentioned Russell Brand. And that he's doing like a good job in like re referencing certain media theories. Um, if you might know, if you watched or listened before, that I, I'm like uh, I'm like in media studies, communication studies, and so on. So Russell Brand uh, and his conspiracy blog uh, blogcast podcast. It's, it's hot today. I'm sorry. And his podcast, conspiracy podcast. So he does a good job on mentioning different media theories. Like he mentions Guy Debord, for example, who talks about postmodernism and all those things. Um, he mentioned Sean Baudria, who talks about like hyper-reality, meaning that what we see in the media isn't real anymore, as you know, like it's it's a it's a fake reality, so to speak, but it becomes our real reality because we believe what we see. So that's in a in a nutshell what, what Baudria is talking about. And so I appreciate that that um, Russell Brand reads about those things, tries to understand those theories, which he seems he does, which is good. Um, nevertheless. Is he losing it? <laughs> first, the first thing are the titles of the videos. Now, if someone had uses titles like all caps all the time, this is insane. They're like, all right, so now we are like on the clickbaity end of things already, right? Because it's not insane. Not everything is insane and oh, crazy. But other programs do the two, and it's bothered, that bothers me with all the programs. Breaking po Point it was Joe Rogan's favorite news show with Crystal and Saga. They do the same shit. And I hate it for it because it makes it look cheap. If you go like, hmm, this is insane or breaking or like, uh, like this goes nuts, or crazy, and it's all in all caps, I'm not taking it serious. I'm, I, I know that you're doing this because you want the clicks. So I'm not even, probably you're not even clicking until the to unless the topic is really interesting to me. I think that's ridiculous, it's stupid, and it's an insult to the audience that you think you have to be like all caps just to get attention. Um, so don't insult me as the audience. I'm not clicking on it. Uh, where was I going? Oh, so that, that's the, the title for Russell Brand video. So that's already off off offending me. I'm watching way less of it just because of that. But then when I watch it, because it's the, the thumbnail shows like, I know Mark Zuckerberg, I'm like, what is this with Mark Zuckerberg now? Um, then the content becomes more and more like guru slash preacher-like. Like with every, with almost every video, and like I liked him like like a half a year ago when it was more analytical. Now it's a little bit more more preachy, and I wonder why it's the case. Is it just because now the following has doubled, and you, he feels like he has to do that and tell the people what to do and what to think? I'm not sure. But it, maybe it's, is it just a feeling? Is it just because I, I've, I've watched so many of his videos that I got overexposed to it? Maybe so. It's a sincere question. Um, do let me know what you think. I just think that Russell Brand has become a bit more preachery, preachy, is it a thing? And um, that 
and then also the titles of course and then they're always selling his shows like every single time it's like so you'd only want me to click on your clickbaity title to sell your shows uh so let me know what you think like if i'm wrong if i'm if it's just like my clouded perception or something i'm happy to hear it so sincere question also russell brand come on the podcast you must like it in time russell brand meditation buddhism I'm not even I'm not even making fun of it like it's it's like I mean you can have some great meditation retreats and, and so on here in Thailand so uh, Russell Brand if you want to come around if you want to come by I can suggest a few uh, retreat centers med meditation centers meditation retreats and so on so and then you have a podcast there let's do it um, so yeah let me know what what you think maybe it's again my clouded perception Please do shout out. I'm, I'm happy to, to hear about that, what you guys think. Okay, that was what in the media. Then, uh, since we talked about COVID already, very quickly COVID. So we t t discussed COVID in Thailand. Um, now let's also discuss COVID in, uh, in China. <laughs> um, I'm just laughing because I tried the, the Trump-China thing, right? By the way, I happened to watch, and I don't even know why it got recommended on my YouTube um front page because I I did not I'm not so subscribing to the show. I got recommended like a Stephen Colbert video. So I'm like, why is it recommending? So what's in there? So I clicked on it to, to see like why. Stupid of course because now the algorithm thinks I liked it. Um and they're not mentioning Trump's name. <laughs> just the former president and then they always T and then they just censor the Trump. Huh? That that seems passive aggressive. No, no wonder why in the US like it's left against right. Ah, oh, that that's just some stupid shit. Like, why would you? Why don't you take the higher road? Um, okay, but then so back to China. Um, so yeah, the, the the lockdown in Shanghai was of course uh, that, that looked pretty crazy uh, with the drones telling people to stay inside and people killing themselves apparently and yelling and screaming and so on. So you you've seen the news, right? That seemed pretty crazy. Uh, I do have friends, because again, I live here in Bangkok, I do have quite a few Chinese friends um, that are from that area. More and more Taiwanese friends, actually. I do have a few uh, mainland Chinese friends. Um, and they kind of agreed with it, that it's really kind of like tense, but they also said it's not like like 1984 style so they they said like the truth lies somewhere in between so yeah you kind of you were no not anymore right but you were kind of confined to to your living quarters and you had to follow like strictish rules but it's not like that there was like an armed guard in front of your building all the time uh so it's somewhere in between I, i'm also not sure how how openly they really want to talk about everything though to be to be fair i only know them from from um playing sports together so uh yeah, we are, we are sports friends, not like friends, friends. And so I didn't want to ask too much because you don't want to make feel the people you play sports with are uncomfortable when you talk about politics and so on. Um, in Germany, where I'm from, no more mask mandates as far as I'm aware, uh, but businesses can still like, apply and enforce their own rules. My mom works as a salesperson in, in our hometown. And she said, so officially there's no mask mandate right now, but in their shop, the owner decided that they still want to enforce the mask mandate. However, if lots of people just go to the shop and come in and don't wear the mask, you're going to kick them out and then not make any money. Questions. All right. So let's, let's see where this goes. Now the stadium, the football stadium, soccer stadiums for the Americans, 
uh, are back open to full capacity in Germany. So uh, it looks very normal again. So let's see where this goes. Uh, fingers crossed that the COVID numbers will uh, not shoot through the roof again while my cat just woke up. Hey, Spooky, you sleep well. Okay, then a few more, a few more things. So one, let's trick, trick, trickly. That's a, it's a great podcast today with all the, the misspellings. Again, it's very hot. Um, quickly, MMA content, because as you know, I'm the MMA person. First, I just had, oh God, that's why I'm moving back and forth on my, my chair if you're watching the, the video. If, if not, you might hear some, uh, uh, if you're only an audio listener. That's because I'm still hurt from my Muay Thai fight. I won, thank you for asking. Uh, but I'm hurt. <laughs> like everything, everything hurts. I'm just so sore, uh, but still worth it, of course. But oh my god, am I sore? Uh, putting like ice packs everywhere for like a few days, and now it's been like three or four days after. And now I'm just trying to, when I go to bed, I try to have like some warm patches, like heat patches, on different parts of my body, just so um, the pain goes away and I can sleep <laughs> because I'm not sleeping well uh, ever since because I'm just so hurt. Every time I move in the bed, I, it hurts. Everything, my neck, my back, you finish that. Uh, <laughs> totally worth it though. So let's talk, about, let's talk a little bit about MMA. So first, I'm recording this on a Friday morning here in Thailand, Bangkok. Uh, so Friday night in the US, it's a Bellator event, the biggest Bellator event in Bellator history. And I didn't know about it until this morning when I walked my cat and I was scrolling through Instagram and the Schmo, Schmo, I also wanted you on my podcast. Seriously, Schmo, come here. And I want you for you, Schmo, not for Helen. I want you for you. So the Schmo, come on my podcast. See, that would be cool. I need some sunglasses too. It's crazy sunny here in Thailand. The Schmo, come. The Schmo should come to Thailand and we're going to train together. Going to go to, go to AKA Thailand or something. They are better. Go to let's go to Tiger Muay Thai. There's a new one, Bang Tao Muay Thai. They just opened this week. Looks amazing. The Schmo, let's go there. We go there together. Uh, I'll film your stuff and uh, you just go do my podcast once. That would be awesome. Uh, so there's a I saw that there's a Bellator event on the Schmo's Instagram when AJ McKee was weighing in. And then I did see AJ McKee doing some media this week, so I should have jump to the conclusion that there's a Bellator event. But uh, Bellator is just Bellator media. So yeah, my media background, my digital marketing background. Bellator, you guys suck at this. You guys suck at marketing. How can a company that, that apparently has a shitload of money because you do give out lots of money in like purses and stuff, how can you be so bad at marketing? It, it's ridiculous. Even one championship is better. PFL is better. Even Bare Knuckle is hyping up their events. Thriller is doing a better job than, than Bellator hyping up events. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, uh, Bellator, if you need someone to run your digital marketing, uh, I'm not doing it. Are you crazy? Uh, some of my students, some of my digital marketing students can probably do a better job than what you're doing right now. Um, so, hit me up if you need someone. The Schmo, you here. Let's go train, aka Thailand, uh, Bang Tao Muay Thai. If you want to go to Tiger, we can also go to Tiger Muay Thai, hang out with Pyotr Pyotr Jan, um, Valentina Shevchenko if they're there. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so yeah, Bellator event, HMAKI, Pitbull 2. HMAKI is like 500 feet taller. I just calculated it based on like um, Americans not knowing the metric system. I was, I, it looks like he's like five to 10 centimeters taller than, than Pitbull. Um, so yeah, he's just gonna 
throw Pitbull around, I guess, and then going to jump to a guillotine, just like last time. I, I don't see it going any different unless Pitbull lands like a, a, a Hail Mary right in the opening, like an overhand right, flying knee, some, some kind of shit. Otherwise, I don't see how it will go any, 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 how, any way, any way different than the first fight. I don't see it going any way different. And Angel McKenna being like, I won a million dollars for every time I fight. No one wants to see you. Like, I mean, he wins in the cage, but he loses in the media. Every time he, go, he, he opens his mouth, I'm sorry. And yes, he can kick my ass. Of course he can. But, but like, just, ah, oh, just keep winning. Go to the UFC and make make more money but like just like mm, i want a million dollars every time i fight mm, oh it's so relatable shut up seriously get a real job aj mckee taking one uh, taking l's in the media maybe she should he should just stop talking i'm not sure if his dad is better though now both of them can kick my ass but again i don't see this going anywhere any 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 way different i think co-main event is isn't it cory anderson versus vadim nemkov i think so right um cory anderson also looks way bigger than nemkov but i mean nemkov was toughing it out last time around cory anderson i don't know what to make of cory anderson anymore like he seemed to be like on a good on on on, on a good run ish in the ufc but then he just choked again I know if he's gonna now pull it off eventually in Bellator. Let's see. I mean, Vadim Nemkov is legitimately tough, right? So let's see. I got Nemkov, but if Corey Anderson pulls it off, congratulations, Corey Anderson. Um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, sure. We had also one championship not too long ago. And um, here's the thing with one championship, right? So I'm, I'm in Asia, I'm in Bangkok, as I mentioned there a thousand times in this podcast. And of course, I'm very interested in one championship. I know probably 60% of the fighters on the roster. It also changes all the time. Like they, they add like new, new like people all the time. I don't think people outside of Asia know those people. I don't know people. I don't think people in Asia who aren't hardcore MMA fans know those people. And I'm not sure how one tries to make people care because they had the one X card, which was then A, kind of cool, but B, also kind of stupid because it's the, fir the first time ever one had a pay-per-view. So you're used to watching it for free on YouTube because every week it's free on YouTube. Every event is free on YouTube. And then you're like, it's not free on YouTube. Where is it? What? Huh? So I don't think many people bought a pay-per-view, to be honest. Maybe in the US, but here, because they use it. But here, no. And then, um, if you don't have fights like Mighty Mouse, like Demetrius Johnson and so on, like household names that resonate with like a larger, maybe even US audience there, how are you gonna connect to the audience is the question. And I love like, for example, the Muay Thai main events, like Rod Tang versus John Haggerty, for example, would be like, a, or was a banger, will be another banger. Um, but do you get the audience in the US? There is the question. So I'm. I'm just wondering what people think about it. So if you in the audience right now, you watched one, or you, you didn't watch one, you're like, what, one championship? Huh? So what do you like about it? What you don't like about it? How can they do it better? Because I really struggle to see how they want to make an impact, like especially like more in, in, in the Western Hemisphere, um, Europe and the US. I, I'm not sure how they can do that, how they will be able to do that. 
So that's just my, my quick one take. I'm more than with the next one event and we're gonna go into more detail again, of course. And lastly, well, yeah, sure, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see happening this weekend. We will see Belal Mohammed versus Vincent de Luque. I got Luque by KO. Um, <laughs> see, so Belal is 10% funny on Twitter or on Instagram. 50% cringe. <laughs> But I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect the path, of course, because he's clearly not the most gifted fighter. But he, he, he claws his way up there, which is fine. Which is so. I mean, respect. Totally, it's just not very fan friendly, and his ego kind of outgrew his achievements. Like when he says, like he's the only one who can beat Kamsad, Kamsad. By hacking him to death, I'm not sure if you if you win a hacking match with Kamstad, to be honest. Um, so, but let's see, let's see what Belal does against Vincent Luque. If he can avoid Vincent Luque's hammers and his jujitsu, and just if he can wrestle and ground and pound him, good. Yeah, then then let's see it. Let's see it. Um, as I said earlier, Volkanovski on flagrant two pot was the best thing that can have that happened to Volkanovski for his public persona, I believe, because now he's actually kind of cool, kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, good job also with the easy um, quick appearance in there. Cameo was kind of funny, so good job there. That 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 raised Volkanovski stock by a lot, in my opinion. So um, well done there. Uh, Henry Cejudo back in the in the in the testing pool. King of Cringe, never breaks kayfabe. Uh, so good in Cejudo. Um, I think the one thing that he said that like people underestimate his will, I think that's true. Uh, I don't know if he can beat Volkanovski. I, I don't, he, he's the one that's the one person that's smaller than Volkanovski. That's what Volkanovski said. So um, I'm not sure, but I do I do respect his determination. So uh, yeah, King of Cringe. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, but I do respect the determination of him. If he actually tries now. Good. Die or die, try or die trying, right? Cool. I'm not cool, of course, that Korean zombie now being all sad and maybe even retiring. No. TKC, don't do it. We need you. I know you're getting older, but come on. Hang in there. You can take out take out a few more guys before you go. I wanna see I wanna see zombie winning one more time at least before you retire. TKC, come on. One more time. Um Nick Diaz coming back. No, <laughs> please, no. No. Uh, according to his manager, right? So, um, well, then Burns comes out, of course. I mean, both fantastic fight, obviously. Kamsat, Kamsat Shimaev. Yeah, congratulations. But of course, as so many others, very, very impressed by Burns and also Burns on social media still being like a gentleman and being like, hey, Kamsat, um, I I took the fight. I offered you the fight where, where nobody else wanted it. So I, it would be nice if you would give me the same courtesy within your next three fights. Give me a rematch. And so that's very gentlemanly. And then they said, hey, well, he wants five rounds. Kamsat said, I take your soul in five rounds, brother. Uh, so it seems like we're going to see them again sometime soon, which is fine because it was a fantastic fight. And I'm very happy that that also Burns got his win bonus, even though he didn't win on the scorecards, which is cool. Um, last two things. NBA playoffs are starting. Yay! 
<laughs> I will talk a little bit about the NBA. Um, I, I've been following it because I talk about a lot of... I talk a lot about MMA, kickboxing, Muay Thai, and so on. But I've been like... The first sport that ever captivated me was basketball. I actually played some streetball tournaments back in the day. Um, <laughs> I was well known for my threes that I was making. I was the Steph Curry of, um, of Bavaria. Uh, <laughs> um, now a few things, because also I'm very impressed with a few players, how they use the media. Um, I'm a bit sad right now that Luca is injured, potentially a bit, bit more seriously injured, which is really sad because it's Luca magic. Um, so yeah, we will we will look into not just like recapping the games because I mean there are way better people to do that again. I hope you watch you all watch JJ Reddick um, talking about the games and so on because I, I think he breaks it down very well. Um, but we will look a little bit more into like the media coverage of it and also how the players and slash organizations use the media to um, paint a narrative and to engage fans and so on. So that's something that we will look into while the playoffs um, are running. Are running wild, brother, brother, brother. Maybe we even have a chance to look a little bit in how how NBA on TNT is doing things. Because um, of course I enjoy this also quite a lot, and I do hope that Sir Charles reconsiders his retirement because we need you guys. We need the other NBA on TNT guys. Can, can hold a candle to the OGs. So please, OGs, stick around for a, a few more years. You can do it. Okay, but that's coming then with the next episode looking into like what's happening in the playoffs in, in regards to like um, media utilization. And last but not least, and I'm, 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 I'm moving over and if you don't watch, you see it here. That's one of my two super cats that I, I hold in the camera right now. Hey, Spooky, you're tired. Oh, I'm sorry. Say hi to the people. Spooky is looking to the camera right now. For those listening, Spooky is my white cat. Follow on Instagram at Spooky Snooze, one word. The white cat is called Spooky. The black one is called Snooze. Um, there are reasons for those names. Uh, maybe I elaborated at some point. Uh, so cat content. Cat content always works in the internet, right? <laughs> um, I, actually, I actually had a purpose, like why I just hold, held Spooky in the camera and why I talked about cats uh, in this case. A, I've never been a real cat person until I had cats. Now I'm obviously a, a cat slave slash a cat dad. Um, but I do want to like burst some bubbles and some myths moving forward. And so I think I'm going to make this cat content a thing here because like it also was my, my misconception before I saw like those those lame cats just sitting at home or like those those like old ladies with the, with the cats and so on. But Spooky Snooze, the other one, the black one, who's just not uh, in the room here right now, she's always climbing on like top of the, the air condition on at the ceiling and just climbing into the air. It's a very old air condition, so it's like open at uh, on the back. She climbs into that air condition when, when the air condition is off and just sleeps in there. So she has like a nice view out, out the window from the air condition, and she just looks at the trees and the squirrels and everything that you can see from sitting in the air condition. <laughs> um, so that's where Snooze is right now. So... The, the misconception was just like those lame cats, lame, not doing anything, old ladies and so on. But now having them, so we go on walks every day on, a, on, on leashes, right? So I have, I have a leash for each of them. I just take them down and then we just walk around. Uh, um, they do listen to, to me, to you, if you treat them right. I have friends who do the same thing. We take them out to 
to pet friendly cafes to uh, we had, yesterday we went to a shopping mall that was pet friendly we just mm -hmm. took them there um just chill with them they sit on my shoulder they're not doing anything until i let them down from the shoulder. like okay let's go and then they jump around and then they walk around um take them holiday trips took them swimming they swim in the ocean if it's not too many waves the way if, if the waves are too loud then or too wild then they don't like it of course but if it's like calm sea um take them on a surfboard for example um so the black one snooze like spooky sits on a surfboard um snooze the black one jumps from the surfboard and swims in the water for a little bit and then she's like oh okay now i'm wet i want to go out again uh so what i'm saying is i'm very surprised like how active our cats are and now follow, following other people and t exchanging thoughts with other people on like how the cats behave and so on. I realized I'm not the only one, luckily, because it's cool. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to use this platform to A, connect to like other active cat people, cat active, hashtag cat active, I know, uh, and B, just maybe bursting some cat myth here and just sharing some, some things that are happening with our cats here. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know, maybe have some, some exchanges there in this regard to see what cats can do, what cats like, what cats don't like, and so on. Why? Because again, cat content always works on the internet. Okay, that's it for this Funkit episode. Uh, let me look at my notes for one more time. Check them all. Fantastic. So that's, that's it for uh, this special Songkran Thai New Year episode of the Funkit Pod. Uh, as always, thanks for being with me here on this trip on this journey uh, don't forget to like share subscribe to this to this thing uh that that really means a lot uh but, but uh, vote um rate this podcast it would be cool not vote rate uh, go vote when whenever there's an election rate this podcast because then more people can find it and then we can have like bigger cat discussions for example until then enjoy your weekend enjoy your week whenever you're listening to this podcast stay safe take care and i'll see and talk to you soon somebody cup I'm not